feel, feel special. Uh, and, and you're going to take that now to your grandchildren, your daughter, be with Jennifer Moore, because you know I know she's been with you the, really most of this broadcasting career, right? She's been along your side for this whole broadcasting run. And you're so all in that you can't be all in with her, I know, when you're here. So I know that that's all a big part of it. There's something everybody knows this that, that does things, works real hard, you know, what it takes. You put everything into what you do. And I did that in baseball. You know, the whole world revolves around you, right? And it's like you just consumed. And to be as good as you can be, a lot of that has to take place. But you're not a full guy. You're not a full guy. I haven't been a full guy. I'm 68 years old, never been a full guy. Haven't been there enough for your kids where you should have been there. You know, you don't pay attention enough. You know, I, it's about time that I share the whole me with somebody else. And that's what I, you know, am looking forward to being, you know, that full guy. And uh, I think everybody, you know, aspires to be that guy. You think you are, but I know I haven't been and I'm going to be. Last question. What will you miss the most? Uh, I miss baseball. I mean, I miss Fenway Park. I miss, you know, you can't play anymore. This is the closest thing to it. But um, I love this game of baseball. I think uh, Alex Spear came on the other day and said something about it. It inhabited my soul, didn't it? I think it does for a lot of us. And and uh, I love this game. We love you. Thank you. Love you too. Yeah. We will, uh, we will miss you. I'll probably call you Monday to talk about the ALCS. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Uh, Love he is you, the man. best. Uh, uh, Dennis Eckersley, now you get to do this for nine innings. Oh, so, no. <laughs> good luck oh, with no. that. Uh, uh, it has been incredible to be along your side. It has. I've learned so much from you and uh, I've been so blown away by the way you bring it. You've made me better. You've made us all better. And uh, I'm going to cry in a minute, so we're going to go to break. Oh. <laughs> How's that? Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, Boston. I love you. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That's nice, you know. And that's, that's so uh, it's it's so interesting because, like, yeah, that's. I mean, for a lot of people, that's kind of like a dream job. A couple, it's a couple of dream jobs, right? Uh, I don't have any. Oh, let me turn down this very loud TV. I don't have any particular goals, or never did have any goals of being a professional major league baseball player. <clears throat> uh you know, I once watched a baseball game when I was like eight, and the next thing I knew, I was signed up for the baseball team, and I hated every second of it. That was, yeah, the one and only year in fourth grade that I played baseball was the, that was all I needed to know. Like, okay, yeah, I hate this. No interest in doing this ever again. I don't even want to come back next week or tomorrow or whenever the next practice is. I fucking hated it, man. Oh, and I stunk too. Um, weird, it's just weird, man. I don't know what's with me. I, I've talked about it before on the baseball. T- I stood there and I never swung. It's uh, it's like a perf- it's, it is. It's like one of those weird perfectionism kind of things, where fourth grade me, instead of just fucking just swing, and if you strike out, you strike out. You know, but you're going to get better at it. You're going to be able to, you know, be able to visualize things better if you keep reps, right? Anything in life is just repetition. Just keep, if you, if you, you know, what's the thing about like 10,000 hours, right? Isn't it 10,000 hours uh, to get good at something? You need to, you need to put in, I think, I feel like that's like a John Stewart 
he said that or something. I don't know. Uh, I, I've got to be getting pretty close to 10,000 hours on this podcast, right? I mean, that's that's usually just one episode. I just go on and on. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I didn't just – I just didn't fucking – I'm not a naturally gifted athletic person. I don't have that. There are some people, and I know them because I'm friends with a lot of them. Some people could just walk up to a goddamn, uh, you know, a tee box and, you know, never or very rarely playing golf and they could swing the club and it's just beautiful because they're just a natural athlete. You can just hit a golf ball because you've got like the eye-hand coordination thing and understanding like the mechanics of, you know, just body movement and what, I don't know. Just some people just have it. They just have a feel for shit, you know, swinging a baseball bat, swinging a golf club, throwing a football, whatever. Uh, some people are just, goddamn. you put them in any situation and they can just, you know, play basketball, they can play anything. And that was, yeah, and my, my dad was that for sure. He was a big time jock, uh, you know, played all those, played football nonstop all the time and coached football, played basketball, refereed basketball. He was, you know, did the referee thing, did the coach thing, but did the, you know, all that shit. And I still, 20 years later of watching sports, I'll sit, I'll watch a, I'll watch a basketball game with my dad and I'm always, and and that's like one of the most terrifying things to me would be uh, like to be a referee because I just, you know, I think maybe the, I I, I think I would get, my throat would get, be slit by one of the parents if I was like a, like a home plate umpire. (laughs) <laughs> calling balls and strikes. I just, I don't know, fucking strike. Looked like a strike. What the fuck, ref, you fucking blind? I'll kill you. You know, those perfectly rational uh, Little League parents. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, But even just, you know, all the stuff that's happening at all times. And, and watching a basketball game on TV. And, you know, I think this is actually a pretty good, now that I think about it, Really? Can I? Did I fucking ask you? Jesus, this fucking watch. I'm done with it. Off. Out of here. Fucking bitch. Did you hear me say your name? At what point did I say? God damn it. Fucking throws off everything. Apple piece of shit watch. I'm going to go to Walmart and get a fucking Casio or a Swatch if they still have those. Because you know what I use the Apple Watch for? If I want to know what time it is and I'm too lazy to pick up my phone that's next to me and now I can just look at my wrist. You know, like how watches have been working since uh, wrist watches were invented. Anyway, a basketball, a basketball game is a perfect sort of uh, uh, visualization, I think, of, <laughs> of ADHD. There's a lot of shit going on. And... There's all, players are all over the court, right? They're going up and down the court, back and forth. The ball is ex- changing hands and all that stuff. But there's, but it's not just the basketball. You're focusing on other, you know, where's this player? What, what, what kind of play? What kind of passing play are they doing? What are they going to try to, you know? Uh, 
what 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 you know what's the uh, what's the what's the offensive approach and then you have to have your defense ready to you know all that stuff and watching it as a fan um you know when i watch football i see a bunch of guys lined up on one side a bunch of guys lined up on the other side the one guys one group on the other on one side is trying to get the ball to go forward and the guys on the other side are trying to stop them and when I listen to like these analysts and stuff and the referees see all, you know, flag down and they all know what's happening and the fans are booing before I even have any idea. I'm like, what am I? Am I watching something different? Because I'm not seeing there's some things that I can see. I'm you know what I'm really good at when there's uh, like encroachment offsides. <laughs> That's easy because there's a bunch of football players mostly standing perfectly still at the line of scrimmage and. You can see a guy before the uh, before the snap. You can it's usually pretty easy. You don't have to. You can you can be staring off into space and just see something move and be like, ah, oh, offsides. Uh, <laughs> but watching a basketball game and there's a bunch of guys. There's ten guys out there and they're all moving around. And this one's going to defend that one. And this one's going to go block that one. And this one's anticipating a pass to this one, so he's going to go over there. And they're all over the place. And I'll be watching with my dad and like, you know, you hear the whistle blow and my dad instantly be like travel. I mean, he's a referee, refereed basketball for years. So he has a trained eye to look for this stuff. But I just, I never, I'm like, I'm, I'm never paying enough attention. Even, even sitting in the stands sometimes where you really do have a bird's eye view and there's no camera cuts. You're just looking right at the game. And there's this, you know, like every time something my dad will be like, oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, whatever, like, oh, the travel, oh, it was, you know, all, all these different, th- you know, fouls and stuff that I, you know, unless it's like a major, major foul that everybody and their mother can see, like a big, huge thing. And, and, and he sees all this stuff happening and he's just, and I'm just sitting there like, huh? And uh, you know football, he'll have he'll have some thoughts on you know the play and then throw it at this way. Oh, they ran to this package and this. Th- I don't know any of it, and I never will. I never. And it's part of it is like yeah, if you're trained, if you start learning these sports at a young age, when you're a kid, when you're you know that's like that's when they say you should learn a language. It'll be harder the older you get, and it's probably the same with like learning sports, like card games. I can't learn a card game to save my life. I bet you, I mean, even like poker, I have to sit with the little, you know, cheat sheet next to me to know what all the different hands are. I don't, it doesn't, you could sit there all day and try to teach me a card game. It just, it goes right through me. And the basketball game, I say it's kind of like ADHD because like, if I'm watching, can I focus on one thing that's happening? Can I, can I see the bigger picture? Or is it all just a bunch of guys running around? And to me, it's a bunch of guys running around. And I know that there's, you know, they'll be like, oh, uh, you know, man-to-man defense, zone defense, triangle off, all these things. And I'm watching, I'm like, I, if you say so, yeah, I don't know. Everybody kind of looks like they're in a zone and they also look like they're, you know, man-to-man. <laughs> so I look and I'm like, yeah, okay. If you say whatever, sure, and uh, yeah, it's it's amazing, you know. And I, I I just look at it and I just see, 
as hard as I might try, <laughs> I'll look and I'll be like, I can, well, I mean, there, a couple of those guys are like man to man. So that's a man to man defense. And then, but these other guys are kind of, they look like they're going into a zone <laughs> somewhere, some kind of a zone. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, coaching basketball is not, you know, I could, I could do the fake motivational shit. Like I get the the qualitative stuff I could do the quantitative, not so much fucking allergies or something, man. I, a couple times yesterday I was like, Oh, I'm definitely getting a cold. And I woke up this morning. I felt fine. I still feel fine. I'm just like, I don't know. It's October. I'm tired. I, 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 I'm exhausted. So anyways, uh, I have to remember to combine these two files. I did a recording, and then I, I wanted to get that Eckersley thing. That's what I was talking about. Anyways, Dennis Eckersley, I just think that's so interesting because uh, for a lot of people, the dream, oh, my God, imagine if I could be a, a professional ball player, baseball, basketball, whatever. Uh, and then there's a bunch of people like, God, I wish I could just be on TV, uh, you know, calling – calling Red Sox games, calling football games, calling whatever. And Eckersley, you know, he had his career playing, and then he spent the last uh, 20 years, 20 seasons, uh, doing, uh, you know, talking about the Red Sox on TV for a living professionally, either in the broadcast booth or in the studio or the pregame or whatever. And... uh but as he said in that thing, he's like, yeah, I'm mean, you know, moving to California, be with the kids, the grandkids, the family. And he's like, yeah. that's, it's, he said basically what I talk about on this fucking podcast all the time. He's like, yeah, I can't be, you know, all in on multiple things. You know, mathematically, it's not, it's not possible. You can't say, oh, I'm going to give 100% to my job and I'm going to give 100% to my family and I'm going to give 100% to my health and i'm gonna you just can't you cannot do it you yeah i mean just <laughs> the numbers are numbers and that's uh that's just the way it is so I, I just thought it was interesting that this guy after all these years you know even when you have the dream job the television job the, the you know the broadcasting career or whatever you still it's still a job even if you love it, and he obviously has loved his time, I, I would imagine, doing this. But you get to a point where you say, like, jeez, man, I, you know, my, my playing career kind of, you know, maybe kept me away from my wife and kids more than I wanted to. I wasn't there enough for them. And in the last 20 years, uh, you know, broadcasting these games and, and being part of the Red Sox uh, on television – you know, it's traveling and having to be, you know, make sure you're at, in Boston for a good portion of the year uh, to be in the studio or to be in the broadcast booth at Fenway or whatever. And you do get you get to a point like, okay, yeah, this is a dream job for a lot of people. But, you know, no matter what job you have, if you love it, if you hate it, if it's the dream job, it's the nightmare job, whatever it is. Yeah, you can't you can't give it all to to one or the other. You can't give it all to both. You have to give you know some to one and some to the other. And unfortunately, sometimes the workplace gets more than the family gets. 
more often than not, I feel like, especially in this country. And that's always been like my biggest thing was like for so many years, it just hit me one day like, wow, I go to work and I'm like, you know, oh, yes, I, I'm, I'll do that. I'm right on that. Absolutely. You know, cracking jokes, making people laugh, having a good time. And then I get home and I have given so much of myself and so much of my energy to the workplace that I get home and I have nothing left to give. And I would, you know, particularly the early days of, of working in Boston and having to be on all day at work and having the workday start incredibly early, getting up at 4 so I could get on the earliest the 5.30 bus <laughs> or when I took the train, the 6.20 train or the 6.40 train or whatever the hell it was. Uh, and... And then, you know, doing a, a full day of work and having to just be, you know, be your best self because it's work. And then to come home and spend, uh, you know, an hour or two commuting home and then getting home. And I would come in the door and I would say hi. And, you know, back in the old days, my kids would run up and hug and kiss me when I came in. the door. Daddy! Um, those days are long gone. Uh you know, and you have a big hug and everything. And it's tough because, like, the second you walk in the door, you know, obviously, like, everybody's, you know, been ready to tell you about their day and all this other stuff. And there's been so many times where I had to say, like, oh, that's great. Hang on. Give me give me just a few minutes. I have to just go and I'm going to get changed into something comfortable and, you know, all that. And I just go lie down in bed and just, like, oh, I can't – I can't do this work thing anymore. It's just, and, uh, and then you're like, and then you get to a point and I would still, obviously I would, uh, you know, hang out and talk to my kids and talk to my wife and we'd have dinner together and all this stuff. And frankly, if anything, I've been given the, the, the year that I've given the most of myself to work has been this year. And, uh, because just time, I mean, it's just, just crazy amounts of time. And it's been 95% of the time I'm right here at home, but I'm in a locked away on my computer just doing whatever and uh, and just not nearly as much time as I'm used to spending with the kids and everything. And, yeah, it kind of blows. But, uh, yeah, so it's like, you know, Eckersley got to a point where he's like, all right, you know, I, I've given so much of myself to my to my work, to my career and all that, and now now I'm going to give some time. And for him, it's, you know, he's in Boston and his family's out in California or his, at least his grandkids and kids. So he's moving out there, which is great. Good for him. Good for him. But he's, you know, sometimes you get to be almost 70 and then you realize, oh, shit, I should, like, spend time with the people I love. So, yeah, no matter, and even uh, even doing the, the great... Uh, the great gig doing doing TV sports. Cause and that's the other thing too. It's like sports don't take this the wrong way. It's meaningless as far as like these are just games. Somebody invented a game a long time ago. Uh Bob Baseball invented baseball in 1963, as we all know. And uh we've been playing it ever since. 
But it's a game. Football's a game. You know, like when John Lennon was shot and Howard Cosell, the famous, like, this is just a game. It's only a game. John Lennon shot dead in front, you know, that that famous uh, call, a famous announcement during the, and it is, it's like, okay, yeah, there's, there's a much bigger stuff. But anyway, good for Eckersley. All the best in his retirement. Uh, and that's it. I guess I wanted to talk about the goddamn doctor. I had to put I had to put my mouth on this like tube thing. Oh, here's this broad coming out here. Every like five minutes, it seems like this this lady is out with her flip flops and her socks up to her knees. <laughs> And this clearly brand new puppy who's just learning how to do do bathroom. And, uh, oh, God. No, thank you. It stresses me out. Just watch it. I mean, it's like every, every 20 minutes or so she's out with this goddamn. And she just watching her, <laughs> watching her mood over the last week. <laughs> I think she must have gotten this dog probably a week ago. And now just watching her, just like the dog is practically dragging her at this point. And she's like, oh, my God, this is too much. All right. I do have to go. I'll tell you about the breathing thing later, the fucking doctor thing. See ya.